Welcome to Digital Stratosphere, the podcast that helps organizations throughout the world with their digital transformation journeys. Here, you will find independent and technology agnostic advice with no software vendor sales spin to help you make the best decisions for your organization. Whether you are in the process of selecting technology, in the midst of your transformation, or trying to get your initiative back on track, Digital Stratosphere provides expertise and best practices to help. Oracle Fusion Cloud ERP is one of the leading enterprise technologies in the space today. It has the potential to deliver a huge amount of value to organizations, but there's also a huge amount of risk that comes along with these implementations. But what exactly are those risks? That's what I want to talk about here today. My name is Eric Kimberling. I'm the CEO of Third Stage Consulting. We're an independent consulting firm that helps clients throughout the world reach their third stage of digital transformation success. And we oftentimes help clients implement Oracle Cloud ERP. And Oracle Cloud ERP or Fusion or whatever you want to call it nowadays is Oracle's flagship ERP solution. It's one of the most popular ones. It's used by many larger multinational organizations. And as I mentioned before, there's a great amount of value that comes with these systems in terms of potential value. However, the road to implementation isn't easy, just as is the case with any solution. So what I want to do today is talk about those risks that you should be aware of as you embark on your Oracle Fusion Cloud ERP implementation. The first thing to be aware of when you're deploying Oracle Cloud ERP is that it's not the legacy cloud solutions that you might be accustomed to. There's a lot of customers out there that love their JD Edwards, they love their PeopleSoft or their Oracle eBusiness Suite or one of the other legacy solutions that Oracle provided. And they think that shifting to Oracle Cloud ERP is going to be a simple lift and shift. In fact, many system integrators in the Oracle ecosystem sell it as such, a lift and shift. But the reality is it's largely a re-implementation and it's a re-implementation of a solution that doesn't have the same capabilities as some of the older on-premise systems. For example, in the world of JD Edwards, a lot of manufacturers used and still do use JD Edwards for their manufacturing operations, but they find that some of those manufacturing mature capabilities that they found in JD Edwards are not available yet in Oracle Cloud ERP. They may be someday, but some of those capabilities are still being developed and still being migrated to their cloud solution. And this is just one example. There's a host of other examples that I could cite in terms of capabilities that aren't quite yet as mature in the cloud within the Oracle tech stack. So before you embark on your Oracle Cloud ERP system, you just wanna make sure you understand what you are and what you are not getting in terms of capabilities and functionality that you might be expecting. When you compare Oracle Cloud ERP to SAP S4HANA, which is its biggest competitor in the enterprise space, Oracle is generally considered a bit more flexible than SAP S4HANA. Now you may be wondering, how is this an implementation risk? And even though it is a strength to have that flexibility, it actually creates problems or can create problems during implementation. And the reason for that is just because the software is flexible doesn't mean that you should leverage that flexibility. What I mean by that is the tool set is robust enough that it allows you to change the software in, in ways that maybe you shouldn't be changing the software. And what it does sometimes is it masks or covers the root cause of resistance to change. In other words, people are resisting change. They don't want to adapt to new software, so they want to change the software to mimic what they did in their old systems. So again, the flexibility is generally a good thing. It provides you 
a certain amount of agility and flexibility that you may need to run your business. But if you take it too far, it can actually hide a deeper problem, which is a resistance to change. And by the way, the more you change and tailor the software, the more risk you're introducing into the implementation, which could lead to more time, cost, and overall implementation failure odds. So when embarking on an Oracle implementation, just be aware of this risk as you plan for your endeavor. Just like most vendors, Oracle provides a proprietary implementation methodology that it encourages its customers and its technical implementation partners to use as part of their deployments. There's a couple different names that the methodology has had over the years and a couple of different iterations of these methodologies. Two examples would be AIM or Applications Implementation Methodology. The other one is OUM, which is Oracle Unified Methodology. Regardless of what the methodology might be called today, you want to make sure that you understand that while that's a good starting point for an implementation methodology, it's not complete. It's more focused on deploying technology, but it's less focused on deploying a complete business solution that adds business value to your organization. And that's a subtle but very important difference. So what you need to do is use the Oracle implementation methodology as a core starting point, but then you need to augment that methodology with other things that are not captured or not captured well within the methodologies. So things like organizational change management, organizational design, process improvement, process reengineering, data migration, data integration, those sorts of things generally need to be added into the Oracle implementation methodologies to ensure that your project is ultimately successful. If you are trying to achieve digital transformation success, turn to Third Stage Consulting Group. Third Stage's independent and technology agnostic consulting team helps clients define their digital strategies, select the right software, and manage their implementations. With offices in the U.S., Europe, and Australia, our team helps the world's most forward-thinking organizations through their transformation pitfalls and risks. Whether you are embarking on an ERP, HCM, CRM, supply chain management, or any other digital transformation, contact Third Stage Consulting to see how we can help you reach the third stage of transformation success. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com. Over the last few decades, Oracle has developed and acquired a number of different competencies and capabilities within its technology stack. And that has led to a great deal of robust capabilities, sophisticated capabilities that can benefit especially larger organizations, but that can lead to a high degree of complexity as well. In other words, because of the broad, diverse capabilities of the technology, it just imposes a degree of complexity into your organization and into the implementation that you need to plan for. So this is why having a realistic implementation plan that gives your organization and your team time to work through these complexities, not just on the technical side, but more importantly on the business side of things, that's why you wanna make sure you have a realistic plan going into it. So be sure that you factor in implementation complexity as part of your overall roadmap and plan for your Oracle ERP implementation. I mentioned how the complexity of the product can lead to unrealistic expectations around the implementation. And there's other things that can lead to unrealistic expectations as well. I mentioned earlier about how many Oracle partners will sell the solution as a sort of lift and shift 
for legacy Oracle customers. In other words, customers that are using JD Edwards or PeopleSoft, Oracle EBS, or one of the legacy Oracle systems will oftentimes be told that shifting from a legacy system to Oracle ERP Cloud is a simple lift and shift, and that's simply not the case. So these are just two examples of how unrealistic expectations oftentimes get set early on at the beginning of an Oracle implementation. In addition, we talked about how the methodologies are generally incomplete and need to be augmented with other work streams and other tool sets to ensure that the overall transformation is successful. And these are activities that will add time and cost to your overall implementation. So the key here is to recognize that most Oracle customers start with unrealistic expectations. So it's very important to have realistic and technology agnostic and independent objective advice on what that implementation can and should look like. Throughout Oracle implementations, many organizations fail to recognize and anticipate the risks that come along with some of the other challenges that we've talked about already. So in other words, oftentimes risks and challenges percolate under the surface and don't get recognized by the implementation team, including the technical implementation partner until oftentimes it's too late. So it's important that you have a trusted technology advisor that can help you through the process to anticipate those risks along the way so you can ultimately mitigate them and course correct before it becomes too late. And companies such as my company, Third Stage Consulting, is one such party that can help you through that process. Another big risk is value realization. So most organizations fail to realize the value or the potential business benefits of Oracle Cloud ERP. And this isn't a reflection of the software itself because the software itself has plenty of capabilities that can automate and add efficiency and increase revenue and other benefits to organizations. But the problem is they don't implement the solution in a way that delivers on that value. And again, this gets past the technology and looks more at how have you implemented the technology and how are your business processes working within the technology and how are your people using the software to leverage that technology to realize those business benefits. And that last bit, that last mile of a successful implementation has less to do with the technology and more to do how you manage organizational change, how you've defined your business processes and how you've pivoted throughout the implementation to ensure that you're realizing the business value you expected. So this is another big risk as organizations spend a lot of money on Oracle implementations, but don't get the business value that they should be if they had managed the implementation more successfully. So these are a few of the high priority risks to be aware of as you embark on an Oracle Fusion Cloud ERP implementation. I also wanted to share with you a quality assurance framework that we use to identify these and other risks throughout Oracle implementations. I've included a snapshot of that framework here in front of you, but I've also included a link below that you can download that one page summary framework to help you think about what some of the potential risks are and how you might mitigate those risks throughout an Oracle implementation. So I encourage you to check that out below. I also encourage you to download our guide to a successful Oracle Cloud ERP implementation. This guide is packed full of best practices and lessons and data points from other Oracle implementations throughout the world and some of our lessons in helping clients implement their Oracle ERP implementations. So I encourage you to download those two things as well as other resources that I've included links to below. So I hope you found this information useful and hope you have a great day. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com.